these, these situations, these emotions are like Amazon packages getting delivered to your house. They're in a box. You don't know what's in it. You just know it's a delivery. These, are, these packages are messages delivered from our body, from our spirit, that has a message for us about what our body, our mind, or our soul needs or desires. And for us to figure out what that is, we gotta open it. We gotta unpack it, and we gotta allow ourselves to receive that message. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast with me, Christine Cohen. I'm sitting here this evening drinking a cup of tea with some honey. My throat's been bothering me a little bit, so the honey has been a really nice little uh, treatment for my throat. And I'm just winding down my day, but I wanted to make sure that I got this podcast episode out for you. Today uh, was a bit of a Monday, or at least it started off as a bit of a Monday for me on this side, meaning my energy was low, my motivation was a little off, and I was just feeling like I could, a little bit like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, if you will, but on days like that, I really see clearly how my old patterns and my old way of thinking that I practiced and was a habit for so long come to the forefront like are are right there ready for me to choose that if I decide to choose it or I can choose the person that I'm becoming the mindset and the the energy that I am becoming with intention And that is always there for me to choose as well. But on these days where I'm a little tired, where I guess the weekend was more (laughs) weekend-y, it's more full of life than usual, and I find that the mornings are a little bit harder to get the motivation and the momentum going, that I notice that old pattern, that old way of negative thinking, that old set of belief systems that basically says, why are you even trying so hard? It's not going to be worth it. You're not that great anyway. Um, Who do you think you are to be doing what you are doing? Um, Today's just going to be the same old, same old, boring, hard, um, you know, nothing changes. Kind of that mentality. And I mean, who the hell wouldn't be drained <laughs> before they got out of bed just with those thoughts running on repeat? Like somebody pressed the play button in my head and my, I opened my eyes and that is the script that's playing in my brain. And I know now that I've practiced over and over again becoming the person I want to become and living her, she feels like today is what I make it. I create the energy, I create the intention that I want to bring into my moments. I have the power to shift my state in this in this present moment, here in my bed, here in this morning. The whole day does not have to be the same as yesterday or the day before or the week before or the year before because I get 
to be different. I'm the one that gets to show up different. And then I usually do a somatic practice, like some tapping, or I will listen to um, like a moving somatic visualization because I find that when I move my body, even if it's just stretching or breathing or just like gently, you know, just dancing or like gently moving my body around, as I am embodying the feelings of the ways that I want to feel, which is connected and present and grounded and excited and curious. And like the day is, today could be the most amazing day of my life. And if I tell myself that it's just the same old day, then it's probably just going to be the same old day. But if I start to really tap into the feeling and the sensation of adventure and excitement and what if and dot, 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 then that feels one, way better Two, way more like how I want to feel. And I let those feelings really like embody those sensations. It's not just a thought because that really doesn't work for me. The whole um, meditation or just like think your way there or positive thinking like that doesn't work for me. It doesn't really work for the people that I work with. And I think for a lot of us, we are kind of getting getting sick of it. (laughs) Like, I don't want to just pretend to be fucking happy when I'm really not. But I do want to genuinely meet myself where I'm at and, you know, respect and acknowledge and process those, those emotions that are draining me, that are dragging me down. And I also want to shift. Like, I don't want to have to dwell in these emotions past their expiration date because I know that that's also not going to serve me either. So that's what I experienced today. I'm very glad that I was able to shift my state. I'm always feeling, feeling and feeling grateful, especially when I do get up and move my body. Like I did a workout this morning and that really, really supported me. And I thank myself afterwards. I take a moment, I put my hand on my heart and I just say, thank you. Whatever part of me was able to get me here to this state Thank you. Thank you for moving your body. Thank you for showing up for you. And I really let myself feel that instead of just, you know, rushing to the next thing or checking something off a list. I'm going to make a podcast episode about this soon, but morning routines. I used to be so structured and so routine in my morning routine. Like I needed to do 17 things before I was allowed to like start my work day or make breakfast or whatever. And honestly, it felt like more of a chore and a job and kind of overwhelming after a while. And honestly, I didn't feel the satisfaction of it. It it became more about my mind. I fell into that old pattern again of my mind needing to check things off a list instead of me really spending the quality of time, like getting the full experience of the action that I was doing. So now instead of telling myself I got to do a whole bunch of actions in order to have a good morning, I know and have done the work to understand what does make my body feel good. And I check in with myself every morning. Hey, what feels like it's going to help you and support you in shifting into the place that you want to be today? And then I choose from a menu a la carte, okay? We don't have to order the full prefix. We do an a la carte situation here. 
And I pick and choose a couple things that I feel are going to support me in that morning. And I trust that that's going to be enough. And if later I want to do something else or I want to realign or I got a little off and I can bring myself back into a state, then I usually do some tapping. Um, I'll go for a walk if it's not raining, things like that. And so I'm going to do a podcast on that because I feel like we, especially as type A, like high achievers who feel in control when we have a routine, that we can actually take it to the extreme and take it to a place where it's working against us and actually not allowing us to do what I keep reminding us that's going to serve us. Check in with yourself, how to tap in, listen, get quiet, listen to what your body is trying to tell you that it needs and be a partner with it instead of just commanding and demanding what it should show up to be able to do. So today I have a really great episode. We're in the middle of the Reset Challenge um, Doors Open launch, if you will. So um, the doors are open to join the 30-Day Reset Challenge. So I thought I would play for you today a snippet of one of the videos in the challenge. And as you know, each day of the 30-Day Challenge, I give you like a bite-sized somatic practice to do along with me. It's guided. We do it on video together. You could also just listen on the audio. Um, But it's all about putting things into practice and implementing them. That being said, I do have four uh, 60-minute long videos where I'm that are broken up. Like if the some if the 30-day challenge is broken up by four weeks, there's one like longer check-in video each week to help kind of set the tone, to help you bring a little bit more thought and intention and to sort of connect some of the dots for you as you're doing these practices. So I wanted to play a snippet for you of one of those longer check-in videos in the course. And this one is on the topic of um, what burnout recovery misconceptions that you have. And this all was prompted because for a long time, I thought burnout recovery was one thing and man, was I mistaken. I was trying to force burnout recovery or expecting it to be a certain thing. And then I had to learn the hard way that it wasn't that at all. So I'm going to play you part one of this video where we're talking about the burnout recovery misconceptions that I think a lot of us have and that are probably tripping us up and maybe preventing us from stepping into life on the other side of burnout. So I hope you enjoy this. If you're interested in joining the Reset Challenge, it's open for another couple days. You can click the link in the show notes below and it'll take you to the enrollment page and you get lifetime access to this course, to all of the the videos. So it's 30 somatic practices and it's really perfect to just dip your toe into this world and really start to understand from the inside out, what an impact these somatic practices can have on how you feel, on how you think, on the state that you are living in, um, like the energetic state, the emotional state, and really help you start to embody these, these things. So I hope you enjoy it. I think it's a great talk and I'll see you soon. Bye. Hey there. 
Okay, so I wanted to make this video. I've been kind of writing this topic out over and over again for the last week. And that is this. What does it really feel like to live life on the other side of burnout? Having broken through, having come through, and truly living life burnout free. Now, I've told you before, I've gone through many cycles of hard burnout. Um, and each one I've learned something a little bit deeper about myself, which has absolutely helped when I have gotten to that point again for a completely different reason <laughs> and help me kind of move through it a little bit quicker with a little bit more wisdom and helping me kind of bring the lessons I've learned from the last time with me forward. But I will tell you, there's always something new to learn when you get that low, when you get that rock bottom, when you get that burnt out. And, you know, I can't take that away from you. You'll continue to learn that lesson the hard way. The, the more you repeat the patterns that are keeping you burned out and the more that you learn about what could potentially be contributing or causing your burnout, you'll be able to better work through those things. But as we're learning the process together, I wanted to share some things that I used to think burnout recovery meant, which actually wasn't the case, and my experience with what burnout recovery, being free from burnout has felt like within me and what what things have been able to be cultivated, things that I've been able to shift my perspective around that I didn't even know was a thing, was possible. If you've ever done any self work, I'm just gonna draw something out really quick. Hold on, let me grab a piece of paper. One second. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> If you've ever done any sort of self-work, you may have seen this. I'm gonna draw a pie for you. So I'm not gonna have the percentages 100% correct, but you would have seen something like this. What does this represent? We have things, what I know, that I know, I know the sky is green, I know how to, I know the sky is blue, I know how to work out, I know how to drive a car. Then we have, so that is the things that I know that I know in terms of my conscious and subconscious mind, my nervous system and my conscious mind. This is what comprises what I know that I know. Every single thing that I know that I know is this little sliver. All right, the next largest sliver is what I know that I don't know. We should make that a different color. I love colored pens, I'm not gonna lie. Why would I lie about that? <laughs> so what I know that I don't know, come on, work with me here. There we go, there we go. So the things that I know that I don't know is a little bit bigger. Like I know, I don't know how to fly a plane. I know 
I don't know how to cook beef wellington. I know I don't know how to fix a bike. I'm just thinking of random things. Okay, so that's a little bit bigger. Stuff I know that I don't know. Now, what the heck is this humongous piece of the circle? This piece is coming. It's coming. Don't worry. I could have done this before, <laughs> but I just thought of it on the fly. So you're getting me improv right now. The bigger piece is what I don't know that I don't know. My subconscious. The things that we don't know about ourselves, about why we do things that we do, uh, why we react in ways that we react is primarily the majority of our being, of our brain, of our nervous system, stuff we don't know that we don't know. So this is where we are tapping into in this program, where we are tapping into new perceptions, where we are allowing ourselves to zoom out and see things from a bigger picture instead of just being so emotionally drunk with it that we are not able to see clearly, that we can't even walk the line, you know, the line that the police officers make you walk when you get pulled over, when they suspect that you've been drinking. We can't walk that line, okay? We are emotionally drunk, hungover, and we're trying to get clear sober <laughs> emotionally sober so that's what we're working on so a lot of what we're learning is going to be you seeing it tapping into it connecting with it for the first time and then the stuff that you now learn about yourself by feeling into it by sensing it because remember our nervous system speaks in senses our subconscious is a collection of memories and perceptions, and they are all stored in our body in all sorts of nooks and crannies. And then we can move that into the, what I know about myself that I know. And then we can move into what, what do we do about it? So I'm gonna walk you through a few things that I thought that I knew what burnout recovery would mean. And spoiler alert, it didn't. <laughs> okay, so you notice I have a theme color everywhere. Blue. Whatever this blue color is, if this is what it is. It's aqua. I don't know exactly what it's called, but I'm obsessed with it, clearly. All right, so the first thing that I wrote down is something that I used to think that burnout recovery meant was that I would never feel stressed or tired or low motivation ever again. And you might consciously think like, yeah, of course, burnout recovery doesn't mean like that I'll never feel stressed or I'll never feel tired or I'll never feel anxious ever again. But when it happens, because it does, and we judge ourselves for having a bad day, or we judge ourselves for feeling like, 
we're ashamed that we took a few steps back or that we have hit a few days of low motivation or we have gone back to old stress coping mechanisms and you feel bad that you feel badly, this is our subconscious belief coming to the forefront that still a part of us doesn't think that it's acceptable to feel this way or is ashamed that we feel this way or is so, again, drunk with the overwhelming feeling, the overwhelming fear of those uncomfortable emotions that it it forgets that this is a part of the process. That being burnout free doesn't mean that we never feel these ways again. It means that we have the tools, that we know ourselves to navigate through this before you know it gets too far down the line and we spiral ourselves into another season of hardcore burnout. Another thing that I used to think burnout recovery meant was once you're through it, once you're through the, the burnout, you, for, you can forget about all the tools and the methods because you're fixed. Kind of like if you've ever had the mentality with weight loss and dieting, we can equate it to that. Kind of like you hit your weight loss goal, like you, kind of like you go on a diet, you're like, okay, I'm not happy, not happy with how I'm looking, not happy with my weight on the scale. Sorry, my cat's playing with a toy. And you go on a diet and you hit your weight loss goal and then you go off the diet, right? And we can start to slip back into, slowly slip back into old habits and old neuro pathways that are still in us. And we do this when we fall back into a comfort zone, when the stress isn't so bad. We're like, ah, we start to feel a little bit better, right? And then we tend like often many of us tend to go full force in on the program and what we need to do in helping ourselves get out of burnout when shit's hitting the fan, when it's a DEFCOM 5. Um, where we, we use the practices when we're feeling our worst, when we're feeling really badly, when we're feeling really burnt out. But the truth is this work is lifelong. This work is, and these tools are here for us to access forever in times of war and in times of peace within ourselves because the truth of the matter is in life we're always going to meet new stressors we're always going to encounter them on a physiological and emotional or a mental level we're going to encounter new levels every time we we break through we're going to encounter new challenges in every season of life new things that test us a trigger that's going to ebb and flow us towards what we want in life. And so we are not going on a burnout recovery diet. <laughs> We're going on this for life. And these tools, these practices, this way of viewing the world, viewing how you respond to stressors, which is really what this is about, how you respond to things, events, people, places, uh, memories, situations, that is where we're always going to come back to. And that's where we're always going to have our ways of navigating. 
so that we can be with ourselves through those uncomfortable moments, have a strong capacity to hold ourselves through it and ride the wave through. Another misconception that I personally had was that you, if something was stressful in your life, you would just cut it out, whether that's a person or a job or I don't know, a conversation or whatever. Just gonna avoid it, just gonna cut it out, just gonna not even deal with it so I can live in complete peace. So I wanna show you what that means. This is a very simplistic but powerful way of breaking this down. So this is me, I'm the paper, <laughs> it's all of me, Christine. And these are the things that I'm stressed about in my life and these are the things that I'm not stressed about. This is peace, okay? So I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cut out the stress because I wanna live in peace and I don't wanna deal with it. So I'm like, cool, just gonna, bye. Peace out, stress, cut that person out of my life, quit that job, um, don't address that internal conflicts. Just gonna cut it out. Now I'm living in peace. Look at me, look at me, except no, because life doesn't work that way. Delivers us some new stresses. They come up because that's life. So worked before, why wouldn't it work again? I'm just gonna cut it out. Bye. There I am, living in peace again, feeling good, feeling good, feeling good, except, oh, I make new choices in my life and good stressors come in and not good stressors come in and I don't have any tools to handle the stress. The only thing that seems to be working is to cut it out, so that's what I'm gonna do again. And each time we avoid, cut out, numb, um, you know, remove ourselves, move, quit, break up, get a divorce from that situation. And I'm obviously talking generalities. I'm not talking about abusive situations. Okay. Let's just say that. But I think that's, we all know that. Every time we choose to do that, we cut out the stress. We're making ourselves smaller and smaller and smaller and our nervous system capacity is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until we have very little capacity within us, very little resilience, very little ability to tune in to foundationally, you know, get us through without needing major, major, major um, support, okay? And that is not what we're doing in this program. Couple more things. So another thing I used to think of burnout recovery being was I was gonna discover the one amazing tool, the amazing practice, the amazing method, whoo, that's gonna work for me for the rest of my life and all I'll just be able to stay on this steady, even keel place forever. Again, consciously, we understand that that's not the case, but when it's happening in real life, subconsciously, we realize we do believe that. Why didn't that thing work? Why isn't it no longer working? Why isn't EFT no longer helping me? Why isn't breath work? Why isn't exercise? Why isn't, you know, 
um, addressing myself through nutrition? Why isn't X, Y, and Z working for me like it used to? Again, we can equate this to using it as like a fad thing to just help us get through that one, that one episode, that one situation. And this is, the truth is we're always changing. We as humans, as souls, as human beings on this planet are always going to be responding to the environment around us. That means that we are always changing and ebbing and flowing. So how you use these tools and these practices are going to continue to change because we're going to need them for different situations. Maybe you came to this program because initially it was stress at work that was your major cause of burnout. But then a year from now, you run into some stress with your family or some stress with your with your health or some stress financially. And you forget that these tools can be copied and pasted and utilized for different areas of our life where we're starting to experience stress and burnout. So the way that we use, so the tools might be the same, movement, EFT, breath work, somatic visualization. Um, there's so many other ones that we're going to be getting to inside this program. But what stressors and what triggers and what glimmers and what desires and what limiting beliefs that we use these tools for to help us break through will continue to change in different seasons and phases of our life. Last thing, that once you feel better, you can return to living life the way you did before. Pushing yourself through your days just to get through, just to get through to that vacation, just to get through to oh retirement, just to get through to the weekend. Doing things you don't really want to do, but feeling bad about disappointing someone or about letting somebody down or working harder without having your needs met. Prioritizing others' care before your own, not asking for help. All of these burnout mentalities and actions and behaviors that we do that are based on our subconscious um, blocks. And that we think that once we break through burnout, right, we got it, that's it, we can go back to normal. But we're not going back. We're only moving forward. We're on this road trip, right? <laughs> we're on this road trip. And we're not going back to normal. We're only moving forward, bringing all of our healed parts and being open to healing future parts with us. And again, this kind of goes back to what I said before, but it's so easy to go back to the familiar of what you know, even if it made you miserable. In our comfort zone, we're operating in fight or flight survival mode, especially has this like seductive way of pulling us back in at times. When we're still in the beginning stages of this work, which I would say is the first few months for sure to at least a year of consistently doing this work, the neuropathways in our brain and our nervous system, think about them literally as pathways through, you know, a forest or through a meadow that we go 
through again and we take again and again and again because they're easy, because they're familiar, because they're already walked on, because we don't have to, you know, force forage ourselves through high grass. It's literally just a dirt path. Great, easy. I'm going to go down that. I'm going to go down that. It's comfortable. I know it. It's familiar. But I hate it. It's not making me happy. It's not making me miserable. So those pathways are so strong and we've been doing them for so many decades and we know that they can be overwritten. We know that we can choose a new pathway, but we're going to have to work a little bit harder at it to wear it down so that it becomes as um, easy to walk as that old neuro pathway. And this one we're going to choose because it serves us. It can be so tempting to go back to that old pathway when we've been living in safety mode and life is flowing and we're feeling good and we're feeling happy and we're feeling fulfilled and then all of a sudden a thought pops into your head or you get triggered by something or you notice something and a thought pops into your head that says, what if it all comes crashing down tomorrow? What if something terrible happens and this all gets taken away from me? It can't be this good forever. Something is, something bad is bound to happen. It's just, it's just statistics. <laughs> it's been five days since I felt good. It's been five weeks that I've been feeling good. It's been five months since I'm feeling good. I don't deserve to feel this good for this long. And then we hype ourselves back into a stress state and we go back to those old coping, controlling, burnout thoughts energies, beliefs, and habits of overworking and controlling and people-pleasing and violating our boundaries and our values, acting in a misalignment of what we truly want. And we start to slowly creep back towards burnout tendencies. And okay, I do have one more. <laughs> Sorry, I thought this was the last one. The last burnout um, kind of, the last thing I expected burnout recovery to feel like which is not true, is that I'll never have to face procrastination or low energy or anxiety or anger or limiting beliefs or old habits creeping up again or negative thinking or self-doubt or anything like that ever again. And again, I know we consciously know this isn't true, but our subconscious will need some reminding every day. These, these situations, these emotions are like Amazon packages getting delivered to your house. They're in a box. You don't know what's in it. You just know it's a delivery. These are these packages are messages delivered from our body, from our spirit that has a message for us about what our body, our mind, or our soul needs or desires. And for us to figure out what that is, we got to open it. We got to unpack it and we got to allow ourselves to receive that message. Instead, of not opening the boxes and just letting them pile up in the room, filling the room, boxes, boxes, boxes. Imagine if you got huge Amazon boxes delivered to your house every day and you didn't open them and you just let them pile up all over, your house would be cluttered. No wonder why you would feel you know, stuck, anxious, overwhelmed, resistant, not wanting to go anywhere. You know what I mean? When you're met with an emotion, the process that we're learning is here for you to use again and again. This work isn't about not feeling these ways ever again. So the feeling of shame or guilt when anxiety does pop up or when you do procrastinate or when you do have dips in your motivation or you do start to get into 
a negative thinking spiral again. The process is here for you. It's about trusting and knowing how to feel what's coming up. Trusting and knowing that you can open up the package. That you can acknowledge what you're experiencing on that deeper level. Really get to the root of it. Hear what your inner child, your you know, past self really needs. Move that energy, release that energy and take intentional or inspired action into moving through it, moving past it, breaking through it. Having the capacity to hold both the uncomfortable emotion and trust we are resourced inside of ourselves. You know that term now, resourced. Having resources, having places we can tap into that help us feel grounded and safe and connected inside of ourselves. Or we can use resources in our immediate environment as well, but trust that we have the capacity to hold the uncomfortable emotion and trust that we are resourced to feel safe enough to guide ourselves through it and come out the other side supported, healed, and empowered. Yeah, this is not a yo-yo program. This is not a yo-yo burnout diet (laughs) where you fall on and off again, no. This is a container for you to practice a new way of being with yourself acknowledging your needs and desires, breaking through limiting beliefs and thoughts, and doing this all from a place of trust and safety and resilience within you, for you, to become a better you every single day. So I wanted to briefly talk to you about the 30-Day Reset Challenge. This is a beginner's toolkit of somatic practices that you can do along with me one a day for less than 15 minutes each day. So it's totally doable. If you feel like you don't have time or this is totally new for you to help you start to connect to your body, regulate your nervous system and overcome feeling burnt out, overcome anxiety that feels like it's taking over stress and helping you to get out of survival mode. I designed this challenge to be simple, to be something that beginners can do, and for you to learn a foundation of what the heck somatic practices even are, because that's a big question. It's like, what is somatic practices? How is it different than talk therapy? And how do I know if I need to use it? So this is gonna take you through and explain all of that and help you put it into practice, because honestly, That's what it comes down to. It's about you learning the practices and applying them to your own life so you can start to get a sense of what works best for you, what practices you should use when you're in a state of fight or flight, what practices are going to serve you when you're in a freeze or a shutdown or a depression state where you have zero energy, you have zero desire to do anything about it. And in those states, it's going to be a different set of tools to help you start to gently move and shift the energy in your body to start to almost break up. If you were to think of the energy in your body quite literally as a frozen block of ice, we're going to start to gently shift and move that and melt that. And those practices are going to be different than if we were in a state of anxiety or anger or stimulation or activation where we have a lot of survival energy that we want to expel and release from our body. This 
30-day reset challenge is going to be perfect if you find it hard to get out of your head. If you have ruminating thoughts, you feel wired, but you are also tired. And if you have found meditation to be challenging, to feel like sitting still for even a few minutes feels so uncomfortable, I'm going to jump out of my skin. I get it because meditation was really, really hard for me for a while. And I feel like somatic practices are the perfect way to help to listen to your body, connect to your body, and give that energy a place to go. And you may find meditation to be easier after this, or you may find that somatic practices are literally all you needed. And meditation is not something that you need to try and force yourself to do, because I'm raising my hand right now. I have tried to force myself to meditate for years. And honestly, I think it created more stress for me than anything else. So I'm really excited to give you $100 off this 30-day reset challenge. When you sign up, you get lifetime access. You get one new somatic practice released a day. So it keeps you on track. You don't get overwhelmed. Each guided practice is a video or an audio with me. And it is 15 minutes or less a day. That's it. So it's the perfect way to begin, kind of like dip your toes in the water of this new way of regulating your emotions, your nervous system, and building a foundation to overcome burnout, to help you master stress in your own body. All right, back to the episode. <laughs> 